Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Colin, speaking of the end of time, I'd like to go a little nuts here. I'd like to go a little buck wild, if, okay. you, if you'll let me. I want to skip to the very end of a movie, if we could. A movie we've not covered. I want to cover the very last scene. Is that, sure. is that cool with you? You know, I would like to also point out that like, here's what's wild to me, right? Like, <laughs> this is going to be such an interesting statement that I'm going to make when you think about it. Now, granted, there is going to be more Captain America, right? It's sure. just like Captain America, like the next... Like the the next generation, if you will, yeah. right? So, to in terms of Steve Rogers, Captain America, what's wild is is that what I'm, this is this is going to be such a wild sentence to say out loud. So, we just covered Captain America the movie, right? Yes. Then we did Agent Agent Carter. Now we're going to cover literally the end of time for Captain America, right? But then we are going to have many more years of Captain America <laughs> in, down the road. Like when you think about how literal like the phrase time is weird for us is like yeah. i think this is a perfect example of it to say sure. the end is kind of like in the first quarter of his existence in a way does that I mean, make like, sense he know? has one more scene after this with with the falcon no i don't believe i will when he's an old mm. an old dude i guess i suppose that is technically mm. Well, okay, no, here's what I mean. Sorry, I should be more specific about when we see him. When if we we're s- watching the movies normally, for right. sure. Yes, what I, that's, that's yes, what yes, I meant. Yes. I was like, 100%. oh, yeah, 100%. that does make sense. But then I was like, no, Absolutely. no, no. What I mean is like yeah. specifically the last time we see Captain America on screen, right, as an yeah. actual view, as a normal viewer, this yeah. is our last moment. So like it is such a weird thing to do. Because then again, it, it also, again, that, that thing about him in the future – also proves such a funny point where it's like, yeah. like that is such a time is weird moment because like that isn't his end, but it is his end. But this is anyway. Right. So I love that I, for us. I have a very dark reading of something uh, oh. that I want to bring to you. Um, From that like I was the thinking of while or... I watch this. No, oh, 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 uh, just reading an interpretation, like, yes. a dark re- interpretation. Uh, but first, let's ta- let's give timestamps and uh, and sort of what happens. The easiest, con the easiest synopsis I've written in many, many, many months. I, I would I would honestly <laughs> say this is probably the easiest synopsis we've had ever. Actually, a Chronicom loads a gun is pretty easy. That's true. But... That's a pretty good point. But I mean, we also have to be like, it's a Chronicom, so yeah. you have to really think about what that means versus what this is. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame is the movie. Uh, you're starting at two hours, 48 minutes, and nine seconds. And you're going to go almost a minute, uh, and you're going to stop at two minutes, two no, two hours, 49 <laughs> minutes, and five seconds uh, when it fades to black and, like, the credits start. Steve and Peggy, reunited, finally get the dance they've been waiting for for so long. Uh, a long, long time, some people might say. Not me when I'm writing this, though. Because I'm a dummy. Um, so uh, here's I have basically three things, okay. four things. I have an Avengers ensemble, which we can get to in a bit. Oh no, uh, sorry, I don't know how many. Let's count them together. Avengers ensemble. It's really brief. Okay. I have why that year, uh, why that date even, which is very cool, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. I have information about the song. I have a question okay. about 
timelines. I have my dark interpretation, and we have decade wrap up. Yes. Uh, let me do Avengers Ensemble real quick because it Can is literally do we, so do we want to just do our thoughts about the scene at all? Oh yes, 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 yes. Please, 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 please. please. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Sure. Yes. <clears throat> uh, here's my. Hey, thought. Colin. Yeah, Colin. Let me. Oh. Let me. What are your, What are your What are your thoughts about this scene? Like, sure. It's a pretty. Yeah. <clears throat> Close the damn door. <laughs> yeah. 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 It. It. In a way, it's like you imagine that just before that he burst in. And they just embraced each other and like they haven't had time to close the door. On the other hand, close the door. Right. I mean, okay. So here's <laughs> here's my thought on that, right? That is he goes and knocks on the door. She opens it. She's so shocked to see him. They embrace, they kiss, whatever. And they kind of like make their way into the house as that happens. But like typically the weird thing about that is that it's, the door's not wide open. It's just cracked. Yeah. yeah. So like when surely. When is the door not the door? He, when it's a jar. Uh, or when it's, when it's uh when it's simply just an open portal for anyone right. to enter in there. Uh, it is it is so wild to me that it is just open like that. Like, yeah. To, okay, listen, I will say if you're a burglar, granted, it's also mm. broad daylight, right? But like, sure. if you're a burglar and you're like, that door is open. This is prime real estate for me to go yeah. steal, right? That is easily the worst house that you could walk into, especially at that moment. Oh, yeah. You know, you have one of the best spies that's ever been trained and then Captain America. You're like, yeah. I thought you were a nice, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's not good. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing though, is that like, it's just, you're letting out all the air. You're <laughs> letting in bugs. You know, it's like, there's so much. These to are be. boomers. They are constant. They are conscious of the heat bill. A hundred percent. Are they boomers? Peg They'd be, the generation they'd be pre-boomers. They? They'd be silent generation, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd be silent generation. Wow. No, they'd be the great. They'd be part of the greatest generation. The greatest generation. The greatest generation. The greatest generation. Yeah, generation. And then boomers were after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. So, yeah, Tony's I, a boomer. Tony's Gen X. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say Tony's Gen cut X. all of that. Ooh, that was that was scary anyway. for a second. Uh, ooh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, no, I just I wanted to. I simply had to point out that Him's we just left the door wide yeah. open. It yeah. was really peculiar to me. I didn't understand the reasoning behind it. It's like, yeah, I get that he's there now, but like now, okay, here's what I could almost argue is if like, if the camera, like somehow, like if the door was open enough where the camera basically did like a one shot move, pulled in on through it, yes. the open door and turned the corner to see them, right? Like that would be one thing, but like sure. it's the fact that it's open, like maybe a quarter of the way. Yeah. Right. That like just doesn't track for me, and it just feels so weird for huh. people who are so conscious about like protection and you know all that other stuff. That like they, they can finally let down their guard. I guess, I, and maybe that's what it is. But like, it's very <laughs> weird, uh, and I'm just it's it's a weird choice. I, I gotta say, um, it almost feels like also what happened was is they you know so you know how like in Full House they have the okay. shot and like the pictures of the front of the house but they're not actually in that house, right? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So like, it's almost like they just had to get a production, himself. and what they did was like, someone was like, they were like, hey, can we film your home for, real quick for a movie thing? And they're like, I mean, that's okay, but we are taking in groceries, so can you make it quick? And he's like, they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, just do do your business, we'll just take a shot like in between, like when you guys aren't outside. They're like, okay, great, right? 
<laughs> and so like that's what they did. They like the doors like cracked open a little bit because someone is going back outside to get like the milk and like the cans of yeah. you know Chef Boyardee for their five year old kid. That's a nightmare, right? Like that's right. what's happening there, and they're just like, eh, this is a stabbing shot. And no one, will, no one will care about it. Here's here's I, I got an alternate for you. Sure, it's the Russo brothers. They go to their mom's house to film this establishing shot, and they don't they cut this because it was sound edited. But while the tape was rolling, they're like, "Ma, close ma, the close door. the door." She's like, "How <laughs> will you get back so like, in?" Ma, ma, yeah, ma, ma, close the close the door. Yeah, she's like, "But how will you get back in when you're done filming?" They're like, "We have a key. we have a key we have a key grip." Yeah, a key grip. Like, That's very funny. Thank you. He's uh, like, that's not what I do. Yeah. He's like, oh, I hope you don't. Oh, I don't. This is a joke, right? Because I don't. Uh, Fitch is in his pocket. He has the keys. They're magicians. Oh, um, okay. Interesting take. I like this version of the Russo brothers. Not that I didn't like them before, but, you know. The fabulous Russo brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. My only other thing about this is that, like, all right, I'm going to get real with you about something. Please. Um and like this is a this is a thing where you I would like a response, but I also don't want to get into like a huge discussion on it. I just want okay. I just want everyone to think about this, right? And like consider this whole thing. I understand that we needed a reason to have Cap uh be done with the mantle and be yeah, you know, after this film, right? Sure. That this would be his final moment. His right? end game, if you will. His correct, yeah. But it also feels interesting to me that, like, there's this whole thing about him and selflessness, mm-hmm. right? I just want to say that unless the timeline is forgiving about things, we have a scene coming up in many years that explains about how what happens when you add something or take something out of a timeline and how things branch off. Truthfully, when Dr. Strange tells us that there's one, you know, future timeline kind of thing, right? We kind of don't even get that timeline. I do believe we are now officially on a new timeline because Captain America does just go back in time and is there when he's not supposed to be there. That is that is the discussion that I wanted to have actually. So I would okay. love to. Yeah. yeah. Let's, okay. We'll, we'll because, hold on to that because I was gonna say it is yeah. weirdly very selfish, and I get the idea is that he's he can always selfless, selfish, so he can finally right. be. But like yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, bud, you've uh, you've changed irrevocably the timeline. Okay. Okay. We'll come let's back. Have to it let's just, oh, let's we'll have it now. Let's just let's have it now. Let's have it now. Okay. So here's here's my thought on that. Agreed. We've spent. Ever since we started this show, mm-hmm. the question has been on our spreadsheet that you and I have looked at each other meaningfully yes. many times. What timeline is this? What timeline are we in now? Mm-hmm. Because, listener, we're going to reach a point soon where we're going to be in a time heist timeline uh, starting in the 70s, which is part of the plot of Endgame. Steve Rogers... Mm-hmm. Undoes the time heist, undoes the key parts of the time heist timeline, and then goes back to this 1949 thing. I don't want to spoil anything about Endgame, but like, come on. So, yeah, <laughs> this is a situation where, and then 
We see him later, so we know that this timeline continues. Continues, like, correct. It stays it, which means that this whole time, oh. it's been the timeline where he went back. It's the it's the lost thing. Whatever happens, happened. Like he always went back to 1949, and I think that it's interesting. I love going forward for us to remember this. For instance, mm-hmm. in 1955, we're going to meet someone who would be directly affected by Peggy's old flame coming back to town. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. We see Peggy a lot oh less. Okay, <laughs> hang on. I need to make one quick note. Um, uh, uh, hang on. Previous episode. Hang on. So I like to think moving forward, whenever we see Peggy again, she is going to work and then coming home to an aging Steve Rogers, who has reunited with her in 1949, and is house husbanding, I guess, like not really showing his head out, right? Out, like cooking, doing some like grocery shopping and stuff, lifting up the uh, the couch to vacuum under it, sort of deal. Um, and I think it's there's a a I don't remember who it was. There was a sketch that that you and I were laughing at where like. All of the stuff that he knows about because right. he did all that research in Winter Soldier mm-hmm. uh, starts happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, it looks like Kennedy's going to Dallas this weekend. Huh, that'll be good. He's like, yeah. Uh. Oh, I know. That's that's the thing that's wild to me, right? Is that like, <laughs> I, I also understand that to him, he's like, okay, listen, if I go back, I have to be quiet, right? It's like, I yeah. can't, you know, do this because then, un, I, mean, I guess potentially it undoes everything that they did, right? But at the same time, right. it's like, think of how many tragedies he knows about. Yeah. Between now and when Endgame fully takes place, where he's constantly going, I could have fixed that. I could have saved that. I could have changed that. I could have done. It's like the amount of things that have happened in this world that now, past Steve going back in time and having that knowledge, could have just solved is. Yeah mind-blowing it's like such right. an interesting thing and like you know i guess again the the concept of like you know back to the future like taking the thing from the uh future to the past to you know make the yeah. bets and stuff like that like yeah as long as you're not you know i guess it's it's the ripples not waves Ripple, thing. exactly like, yep if you're making ripples by you know going back because okay in fairness technically cap did exist during that time right he was just he was just frozen. frozen. Right. right. So like to some extent, like he is already there. But like that does mean that there's now two caps, right? If um, right. If in the TVA, yeah. We're looking at them. Here's what I think happened in the TVA. They're like, he just went back to 49. Right. What is happening? And you see the thing branching off, and then it's cap. So he has the restraint of a saint, and the timeline goes back down like it becomes like a thing they didn't plan on and hadn't been real, but it's a better timeline. What I think is interesting about that is that I almost feel like technically they do allow it, right? Yeah. Because he yeah. Loki gets angry about how in in Loki about how they the, how the Avengers changed the timeline and they yeah. weren't punished. But he's like, yeah, but like they were supposed to to change the timeline right, or fix, right. sorry, not change it to fix the timeline. Right. They're supposed to, right. you know, to, to mess with it a little bit. And 
I think it's because they put everything back that the TVA did not have to go and prune those timelines, right? right. Because the timelines did, like as you, as they mentioned before, the whole thing about um, the Nexus events, right, is that branches happen, but oftentimes, as we've discussed, oftentimes they end up, you know, evening themselves out. Right. Right. It's right. about when you go past a point of no return. To me, right. this is a, pa- a point of past, pa- uh, past a point of no return. Sorry, I was going to say. What right. I think would be interesting to some extent, but then you wouldn't get the scene that we've talked about already. That's, you know, again, we're ages in the future. So like people will probably forget yeah. to some extent, but like that one scene with Cap and Sam later, what is interesting is that like you almost like if you didn't have that scene, you could also almost imagine that Cap went back to that timeline and knew that that timeline wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. And it just gets kind of, pruned, but like they're okay because those two versions of Carter and Cap got to be together. So here's my dark interpretation. I was watching this and for some context, you have to um, remember that the last time we, we saw him before this scene, he was an old man. Mm-hmm. The door being open for me felt perfectly fine if and we're going to immediately jump from this to de- debunking this but the way it was shot if this was a like a um deathbed vision mm. or like a a heaven or something where i thought about he that he didn't kind of actually get to yeah. go back to peggy it's just um that's what he saw as he died or whatever i i had also considered that as well because yeah. it's like it's such a quiet scene yeah. and moment that that yeah. could also track. Um, yeah. But, I mean, as we'll see in a second, the writers have said, nope, it's a, it's a you know, it's an interpretation that is very lovely, but we have some, some uh, author input on what actually happened. Uh, before we get to that, though, I do want to say, anytime, sort of like how Howard Stark fixes all our an- anachronisms, mm-hmm. anytime there's a near miss uh, with one of our heroes going forward... Mm. I would like to imagine that there is a, you know, that Steve Rogers has pushed the needle just a little bit so that the arrow misses or the sniper misses or the car doesn't hit whatever. Just like if we ever are like, that doesn't make sense. Why would they think Mm -hmm. to do that? How would that miss such an, you know, whatever. Moving forward, I want to try to be like, because I think it's fun that Steve Rogers so little affected the timeline that TVA was like, fine. But he still was like. I can nudge the, I can put a little weight on the scale sometimes. That's interesting because I'm also thinking about the idea of like, you know, it's almost like things could have gone perfectly if they had him as backup kind of thing. Right. But like because he chose to stay out of the field, the misses happen. And that's why, you know, we have the events that lead to, you know, where we are now. Right. Okay. Um, Actually, let's do Avengers Ensemble real quick because that'll lead us into the authors talking about it. So go for it. Avengers Ensemble. Uh, this is Avengers Endgame. It was released on April 26th, 2019. It is uh, the penultimate. Uh, it's the 10th movie, the penultimate movie in Phase 3, because Far From Home is the last movie in Phase 3. Um, feels like Endgame should be the last movie in Phase 3, but you know, I Yeah, I, I, to... do, I do. Okay, personally. 
Yeah. I think phase three, sh- I think th- this was a misstep on their part. I think phase three should have ended there and phase four should have been started by Far From Home. Yeah. Four from home, exactly. Yeah, um, um, it's it a was, weird, it's a weird choice. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny because it's like the European version, so it's like, <laughs> it's like but, a, like a. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I also think it could be. I think maybe the only reason why they chose that is that, like, yes, we do get into more like, uh, like literal like uh, what's the word for it? Like, uh, uh, not collateral damage. What's the word I'm looking for? Like aftershocks um, or whatever? Kind of, right? Like, I know we get some more of, like, the after effects of, of everything. Like yeah, people coming the back aftermath, to the aftermath. Aftermath, that's yeah. the word I'm looking at. Like, aftermath, right. We're looking at the aftermath for sure in a lot of, you know, phase four. But I feel like the one of the big things is that, like, to see specifically how those events change the world right before we leave it, I think is also pretty important. Because, like, yeah. um, you know, and also, actually, you know what, though? It actually sets Peter up phase Parker. four. Actually, yeah. really well because even though he knows that like he's going to be Spider-Man, not Iron Man, right? Like right. that's kind of a whole thing in there. I think it does get us thinking about the term and like the possibility of legacies, yes. and like what happens when people leave. Yes, right, absolutely. So I think sure. that that sets up Phase Four so well because so much of Phase Four is new setups with new people mm-hmm. and also legacy legacies. characters for sure. Um, and, and in some ways, like, you know, No Way Home legacy characters in a different way. Um, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was directed by the Russo brothers, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Uh, the Russo brothers directed a whole bunch of stuff. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely wrote Captain America First Avenger and others. No new updates. They all are working on things like they all are working on like the same thing. Citadel, I think I'm not positive, but didn't look super it didn't strike me as immediately comic booky so i didn't write it down but it's the i don't think anything has has updated since we last talked about them so now i'd like to move into why that date because we are in june 27th 1949 and i want to tell you why okay so this is from the mc wiki of course uh christopher marcus says steve rogers went back in time to quote roughly 48 Stephen McFeely says 1948, sometime after the second season of Agent Carter, which finishes in July 1947. However, the film's shooting script, written by them, explicitly says 1949 and that Rogers is 112. I think Rogers is 112 when he is an old man um, with Steve later. Rogers is biologically 38.7 at the time of his time travel, so... He lived a further 73.3 to 74.3 years when he made it to October 30th, 2023, when he meets Sam by the river, uh, meaning he arrived back in time between approximately June 27th, 1949 and June 26th, 1950, assuming the earliest possible to be as close as possible to the 1948 comments, Rogers can be taken to have traveled to June 27th, 1949. That math checks out to me. I mean, I think that, you know. Whatever. It's it's close enough. We don't have anything that uh, well, I was also going to say, listen, a lot of the times for me, it's like also, if there's a question about math, unless it's off by 10, uh, right. most of the time- In which case, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but most of the time I'm like, I will trust James with the math because like, I I can't do it. <laughs> and this is <laughs> or, not me. This whatever. is this is the the uh, geniuses at the MC Wiki, not, not myself. So mm. uh, we can trust it. Uh, I think there's also something very poetic about- um, 
1949 as an as a date for this scene like sort of to wrap up like we sort of kind of poetic captain america and agent carter are sort of our 40s heroes okay and yeah, so that's for true, it to be true. 1949 is kind of a nice little way to sort of close the door a little bit if you will i didn't mean that intentionally but like <laughs> that's funny yeah well <laughs> but like yeah you know what's uh hang on one second why is um what is also interesting to consider is that there's a little bit in the 50s, but there's like nothing in the 60s, which is something that we've also well, talked yeah. about. I don't think yes. on the show, but we've talked about like off air a lot. Yeah. And like <laughs> there's a we have an interesting conspiracy theory about that as well. And so mm-hmm. like I do think that maybe again, like this is an issue in which, you know, you know, when you think about it, hey, you know, when you think about it in the actual timeline. Mm hmm. There is nothing in the 50s and 60s. The actual time. Sure, yes, 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 yes. Because yes, yes. the 50s, the only things that we see in the 50s are uh, chronicle runaways, timelines. Runaways in 1957 happens in the actual time. Right, but I don't think technically Runaways is like in MCU, MCU canon, canon. I think it right, is our T- MCU canon. It's okay, timeline scavengers. TSMCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, T- the timeline scavengers, where we're like, we'll cover that. Like, I think we can M cuts. MCUTS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I would I would argue that, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. But like, I think that like overall, though, I think what's interesting is that they kind of close out that era mm-hmm. to say then, starting in the 70s, you know, we can start getting into, you know, yeah. the next bit of things. Yeah. I just I think it's so fascinating that it's literally 1970. It it yeah is yeah. the first year that yeah we start coming. yeah and actually technically even that well, I guess there's some time high stuff but there is specifically 1970 yeah almost all of it is uh, Agents of Shield as well you know so it's like right. also doing the Chronicom timeline which is again like right. alternate timeline you know parallel kind of stuff right right yeah so um right. So that is why that date. Um, I have one more thing before we get into our uh, decade end wrap up, which I am excited about, uh, and that is the song that is playing um, while they dance, um, and it is called "It's Been a Long, Long Time." Mm-hmm. Um, it is by Harry James and his orchestra, someone we have talked about before, um, and it is vocalist uh, Kitty Callen. Uh, oh. It debuted in nineteen October nineteen forty five on Billboard's best selling popular retail records chart. Boy, Billboard got better at naming charts, and it reached <laughs> number one in the chart dated November twenty fourth, nineteen forty five, which is just around the time when Dottie Underwood was looking at Howard Stark's uh, hanger. Just to put it in context, sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> when she last... was like, uh, James, the wording on hanger. that is something fun. There, yeah, checking out his, his hanger. literal hanger, and also <laughs> literally his the hanger. place where he keeps his planes. Yeah, uh, it was the last of Harry James's nine U.S. number ones, and it features a solo by alto saxophonist Willie Smith. It's a good song. It features a by alto saxophonist. I mean, I don't think that the part we hear has that. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I mean, like, it's interesting that they don't mention the trumpeter. I mean, I would imagine it's it's. Uh, Is it just Harry? I, James? I thought it was Harry or... James. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay, because yeah, okay, fair. Maybe I don't know. Was Harry James a trump a trumpeter? I don't know. That's uh-huh. that's what I'm not sure. Let's see. 
because I know that like uh, Glenn Miller played the um, clarinet, right? Or the uh, yes. trombone. Oh, trombone. He, he is a trumpet player. So maybe he, he is, is a trumpet player. player. I, bet he's I, the, was, I bet he's the dude. Yeah, that's fair. Because a lot of the times what's really confusing is that there are people who it's like this person and their orchestra and they are the player and then right. the, the rest of the orchestra. Sometimes they are just a conductor. Right. And then sometimes they are a singer with a backing orchestra. So it's like right. it's a really interesting like line to walk there. So I was like, I'm surprised they didn't mention the trumpet player. And then, I'm, yeah. yeah, but like that makes sense then, right? Because like, then he yeah. would just be the guy. Right. So. Yep, absolutely. Um, now let's move in to our decades and uh, section. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some opinion questions, some fun stuff that we did also at the end of uh, Captain America. Um, I don't think we're going to do it for every decade. Like the 50s, probably not. But like, there are decades when we're going to, if we're staying in a decade for a while, might go back and do a review at the end of it. Sure. Yeah. Like, there's no uh, need to do one in the 50s, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Chronicoms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't happen, I guess. Yeah. That's... Um, okay. Uh, so, 1940s MVP. All of the 40s, 40 to 49. Peggy Carter. I mean, like, okay. I feel like. I feel like when you think about it, like Cap does make a huge difference, right? Sure. But I think that a lot of this is kind of like, I mean, that's kind of the point of origin stories oftentimes is like to get them set up for something else. Like he does good stuff in these films, but like, I think it sets him up for greatness in the 2000s. Whereas Carter is a part of the project that made him. Yeah. Works beside him. And then yeah. carries on after he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and she does so much. And and the thing is, she also then helps to found S.H.I.E.L.D., which right. uh, by now is definitely in existence. Right. Um, so, you know, it's things like that. So it's like she does, I think she does probably the most heavy lifting. I would maybe argue as like a close second. I bet, I bet yours is the one Stark. I picked. Yes. Yeah. Howard Stark is the one I picked. I would, um, I would say he's a very close The exact close same reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Erskine had it in the running, but uh, you know he didn't. Uh, I think that Howard Stark for me, the right? MVP. The reason why he's not the MVP is it's kind of the same thing as what I was just saying about Cap. I feel like a lot of his stuff is setting up both Cap and his son for greatness. Okay, like, he does he does some interesting and big things, but yeah. like he doesn't do the biggest things. I think. I mean, just except for helping with Project Rebirth, I yeah. think that like Howard Stark's biggest and best inventions happen after the forties. Like he flies the plane that Cap's jump Cap jumps out of to you right. know, to do his first mission, right? Stuff like that. I think that it's a really really close race between Peggy and Howard for the forties as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now here's a bit of nuance: post war forties MVP. For me, that's Peggy Carter locked and and just that's interesting to up. me. To me, post war would be Howard. Because while she does, interesting, which is fascinating. Because to me, like for her, right, like yes, she goes on, she kind of solves some mysteries and does, but like that's again, that's part of her job with like the SSR. Sure, Howard, sure. you know, as a citizen, uh, gets you know wrongfully accused of of something, but still does the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. And yet he also continues to make inventions and like yeah. do things to try and help the world in a time where technically he doesn't really need to continue to because he hasn't yeah. started shield yet. And so he's not really like he helped found SSR, but like, he's not really in SSR. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I feel like his inventions and his work 
post-war take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think I maybe changed my answer to Anna Jarvis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's fifty five percent a joke and forty five percent one hundred percent serious. I mean, Jarvis could also be a rather yeah. huge one because, like, <clears throat> mm. for him, most of his life essentially is post war. If you think about it, because yeah. like he gets for relieved sure. from duty, yeah. and he makes so much, and like he does do a lot in the yes, in, sure. in in the behind the scenes things. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, before we move into our next uh, things in which I participate, I have some either or uh, questions specifically for you. Okay. All right. Pick one of these options. Pistol Packing Mama or We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. Your mother is listening. I, I just know. wanted to point that um, out. <laughs> I do think Pistol Packing Mama, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I think We'll Meet Again, great song, very emotional song. Uh-huh. But to me, like more often than not, I'm listening for music to jam to, to get me excited, to get mm-hmm. me stoked, to get me like amped, right? Right. We'll Meet Again is, it's also like, it's a beautiful yeah. tune, but it's really tragic, you yes, know, most of sure. the time. In fact, it's sure. usually used in tragic ways in movies right. and stuff like that. So it's like, beautiful song, but I want a song that's going to get me like, pistol packing mama dancing around. Versus, Here are the lyrics in their entirety. We'll Meet Again. <laughs> don't know how, don't know when. Literally 2023. But, anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know for sure. But also technically um, it's 2011. <laughs> All right. Now we get into the real nitty gritty. Okay. Bob Wallace or Phil Davis. These are characters from White Christmas played by Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye respectively. Right. Ooh, uh, Wallace. It gets harder. Okay. I think Wallace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, although, or I guess no okay. K. No, you know what it is? I think, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Ready? I think <laughs> I aspire to be Bob Wallace, but I yeah. think that I am Davis. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, yeah. I would love to be the sort of like, I, I think I oftentimes see myself as kind of like a leader in many situations and some of that. And I, oh, I do argue yeah. that in something like yeah. Scavengers Network, I am. But like, mm. I oftentimes think that like, I want to be suave and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm definitely the guy that when a pretty person is like, oh, what about me? And he's like, oh, I mean, I think you're great, you know, <laughs> my, uh, but I have a good time with my Cocker Spaniel. You know, it's like, yeah, they're just like pod, nervous. PodCon was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PodCon was just a time of, <laughs> how do I not sound nervous when I know that internally, it's just like internal screaming just in my head yeah. the whole time of like, ah, you know, about who I'm meeting or who I'm around or whatever. Yeah. It's, right. It was a lot. All right. Final, final either or. This is the tough one. Three-parter. Either or or. Ready? Mm-hmm. Betty Haynes, Judy Haynes, or... Freckleface Haynes, the dog face boy. I think. Oh, this is tough. These questions aren't fan service. They're host service. And I really, I I love them very much. And I'm happy that I'm asking them. Give me one second. I want to look up the name of, um, hang on. Because I got to say, Alfalfa grew up handsome. Yes, so. that's what I'm going to say. Yes, hang on. <laughs> what is his actual name, though? I can't remember his. 
Betting Haynes. Who's the actor? Uh, Carl Switzer. That's it. Yeah, because he was the original Alfalfa. The thing is, what's very funny is that we only see him in a picture once. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, oh, isn't he cute? And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yikes. Yeah. And it's so weird because he's not a bad looking guy. And like, they I are... mean, if I may, Carl Switzer, Bob, uh, um, Bing Crosby, and Danny Kaye. Mm-hmm. Gotta go Switz every I, day. No, I I would agree with that. You know, um, it's it's so funny to me because like, you know, I mean, yeah, he is a freckle faced boy, but like, he's not he's not ugly, and it's like so yeah. funny to me. It's like a puppy like, faced boy, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's not dog faced. I would definitely say puppy faced. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like, the problem is I don't know anything about him. Other right. than they call him Freckle Face Hands the Dog Face Boy. And I also wonder if maybe part of that m- and that like ugh, activity about him is that they're like, we served with him, so we feel like this honor thing, but like also maybe he was actually shitty. Yeah, the worst. Know? Yeah. Or so, he was like universally accepted as cute, like all the nurses loved him and whatever. And so they started yeah, calling uh, him Freckle Face Hanes the Dog Face yeah, Boy. And they're they're like, like okay, was, yeah. Ugh. They're like, ugh, the worst. Everyone, all, every time you're like, hey, how's it going? They're like, that's great. Anyway, hi, you know, Benny Haynes. And he's like, me? And they're like, oh, God. I think maybe, though, the answer for me is Judy. And I'll tell you why. Judy has, like, that sort of, like, the spirit that I feel like I'm going for. Uh Betty is, I mean, and also, same as Wallace. I mean, again, they're very much parallels, right? Like, Betty is frustrating in many ways. Like uh-huh. her inability to like actually say, "Hey, what's the deal with this?" and instead just going, "I'm leaving. Have fun with your life, sister. I'm gonna go do a new life and like a new act and stuff like that." Like she just up and leaves like no conversation. Right. The inability to communicate is why yeah. most of my relationships uh, have ended. Uh, people mm. just being like, "Actually, you know what? Deuces." And I'm like, "There's no warning." There was no yeah. conversation. They're like, yeah, I've just been thinking about it. And like, I just didn't want to talk about it. It's like, th- didn't what was, okay. You know, so it's like, that's, yeah. I feel like that's very frustrating to me. So like, I, I can't deal with it. Yeah, so. for sure. I think that's good reasoning. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Um, Now back into our more full length hypotheticals. A what if episode from the post-war era. Okay, here's the problem. It's not in the 40s. Okay. Right. But I want to I want to say that because it's we know Cap goes back. Yeah. As much as he's like I have to be quiet about everything. I want to see what actually happened with Red Guardian when he claims he fought Captain America. Yes. Because to me, yes. everyone's laughing about that because like he was a nice but it's either one of two things. It is either the government staged it to make them seem, you know, to get hype up and stuff like right. that in the country. And they're like, see, yeah. our own guy beat Captain America. And he doesn't realize that it's propaganda right. that he's, that he right. has also fallen for. He or, believes the kayfabe. Right, exactly. Well, because, you know, if they don't tell him, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. But like also, if it is just Captain America, and he's like, no, no, I fought Captain America. And they're like, ha ha, yeah, right. And he's like, why does no one fucking believe me? And that gets great because yeah. he actually went back in time. And then they're like, Cap, listen, I know we talked about how quiet we have to be, but there's literally no other answer. Like, we still to this day, you know that thing in like, okay, in Miss Marvel, right? Yes. Where she hears the thing about the stars that her grandmother followed and like, 
it's this whole time she's like, come on, someone has to make the stars. Then she realizes she made the stars, right? Right. Throughout history, they know that this guy fought Captain America, but then they're like, no one's showing up. Someone has to stop him. And then he's like, holy shit, he does fight me. Yeah. I have to go stop him. Yeah. That's the what if episode that I would like to see. I love it. But there was also one that I poised at the end of our recordings for Agent Carter, I feel like, and I don't recall what it was. For Agent I, Carter? Yeah. Remember at one point I said, I would love a what if using blank. Oh. But I don't recall I don't what remember. it was. Maybe I was just saying I would love a what if of like, we got a season three. Maybe I just wanted to see how it continued. Maybe. We did talk possible. a little bit with Mike about what a season three would look like. For right. sure. So, that would so be a good maybe I said, yeah. what if we got that? Maybe is, you know, where I kind of yeah. made a joke or something. Uh, right. What about How you? about this? Yeah. What if... What if Sousa mm -hmm. was the one that wore the jacket that Dooley wore? Why are mine always like the darkest thing? <laughs> so okay, Sousa so is the one that blows up. What, what does Sousa being gone change about California? Okay. Because so they send out Jack Dooley Thompson. Dooley is still... So Jack Thompson would get sent to California. Correct. And would he call he would Carter wouldn't go to California. But do you think that okay, so here's my question. Yeah. Do you think though that when Thompson's like, I need a guy, right? Yeah. Do you think though that Dooley then goes, Oh, obviously it can't be Yauk, but like some equivalent of going, Yauk, you know, go, right? Or do you think he's like he's like, okay, hangs up and goes, Carter. Yeah. Dude, we are being horrible sexists right now. Carter runs California. Dooley sends Carter to run California. He retires to go spend more time with his family and gives Thompson Interesting. New York. That now, see, I don't think that we're being sexist because what I what I imagine. No, I was joking. I okay, was joking. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. imagining I was, was, for example, like the same situation no, yeah. of Sousa moving up. Yeah. I think that A, he was like, if they're opening up, I think he offered to take it. I don't think yeah. Carter necessarily wanted that job. Because he was running away, but if if New York reminded Carter too much of Sousa and Maybe. the tragedy that, that happened there. Because uh, she also would have been like, oh, I've I've lost you know both Cap, who I met in New York, and Sousa, who I met in New York. Right. But also, like she, at the end of season Angie, one... Angie, let's go west. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. See, what if... Angie became an SSR. A movie star. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> okay, what if they did cancel Whitney Frost's movie and put in Angie Martinelli instead? That's the one. Print it. That's the one I want. It It's a what if that literally is like, and season two is done. I'm like, roll tape on the what if. Let's go right here. Go forward. Mm -hmm. Angie, like, it's Carter on the phone. Angie? Uh, Howard Stark is making a movie and he says, you can be in it. How quickly can you be here? You know Hang what on. I just realized? Hey, how bad of a friend to some extent do you think Peggy is for knowing that Stark opened up a movie theater and she is staying in one of his properties and doesn't say, hey, you know, you have an actor living in one of your estates. Uh, because of how Howard is with actresses. Good point. Yeah, she's like you keep mm. your little sister away from your your stupid friend that it, 
We have to be very careful. You keep your that, best yeah. friend away from your horny little brother. Let's yeah. call it that. That's why. Yeah, yeah. that's how. I yeah, there it is. That, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Finally, mm-hmm. I have devised two hypothetical five-issue comic miniseries, and I want you to tell me which one you would back, which one you would put your money in as a shark. Okay. Edwin Jarvis teams up with Dottie Underwood in an Australian adventure. Or, this is a flashback uh, miniseries which has Manfredi and Howard Stark as teens in a in a in a five issue miniseries called Downtown Boys. That's the one I want. <laughs> there is. Listen, it is nothing against Dottie Underwood because we all know that I love Dottie Underwood. Yeah, I think that as funny as it is to watch someone like Jarvis be awkward, right? Right. There are things to me where like what makes this doable, right? In in this season, is we don't put him in a situation every episode where he has to lie, sure, or. or be in the field in that type of regard, right? Things like, uh, you know, the in The Office, the episode Scott's Tots, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. That is considered one of the most cringe-watching yeah. uh, episodes of all time, right? Like, cringe-inducing sure. is what I meant to say. Uh, sure. And, like, not necessarily cringe in terms of, like, being, like, ill, gross, like, I hate that necessarily. I mean, like, yes, you do, but, yeah. like, it's more of... Other people can enjoy this is an certain types situation. of cringe. Right, right. That is an episode of television that literally made me so say, "You need to turn the TV off." I had, yeah. I couldn't handle it. My my second like level of anxiety, like my like, uh, what's the word? Second second hand. I mean, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Too much mm-hmm. in that episode, and I think that if I had to watch Jarvis every episode fake an Australian accent, here's my deal, though. Mm-hmm. Dottie would be great at faking an Australian yes, accent. Yes, and I think that that's Jarvis great. could be English as hell and be freaking out about the animals in Australia. That's now, why that's I sent fair. them to Australia. That's true. That's true. Um, she's that's his, fair. He's her butler, and she's an Australian such and such. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so she calls him Jeeves. Like, she gets to be just as as in incorrigible to him as possible because the, they have to have the cover. I think. Meanwhile, he's like, oh, what was that? Oh, right, God. Right. I think the only other issue is that, like, without Carter to be there, mm-hmm. Jarvis is not enough to keep her from killing. Oh, that's fair. You know? And Although, I think that, like, I, I think She it's, keeps putting stuff in his shoes. Like like spiders and shit? <laughs> like scorpions and stuff. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So Him showing up constantly is... in, like, casts or whatever, yeah. being like, yeah. yes, well, you know, I had to wrestle a rather large alligator out of my room. <laughs> He's like exactly, or also loving a moment where like he does have to, you know, wrestle an alligator, and yeah. he's like, "You have gone too far this time," and she's like, "And she's like, what? I haven't even put it in yet, right?" And like, and she's just holding like a scorpion, like getting ready to put it in his shoe, and he's like, "You mean you didn't?" And then he realized that she didn't put the gator in there; the gator just existed in his room, and he's like. Oh that my. is fantastic. I love the idea of him being like, oh my, mm. oh, I think I need oh. to lie down. You know? <laughs> not uh, there. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, not there. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see a man, Freddie and Howard Stark as kids just to get a dynamic check in on what's going on there. Especially like, because again, like it's a thing of, you know, Howard is a good guy, but does sometimes have some like kind of like uh, tendencies and man, Freddie ends up being a, a mostly bad guy, but like he does kind of have a heart of gold. 
yeah. to some extent. And like, you kind of get the idea of like, as a kid, he was probably more of just like a little stinker who nobody yeah. re- really reined in. And that's why he ended up the way he did. You know, I love the idea of like him not being a bad guy at all. In fact, yeah. maybe Howard Stark being the bad influence yes. on Man Freddy, I think would be very fun <laughs> to watch. His Nana's like, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> you used to be so sweet. Yeah, you used to be so sweet. And he, she's like, it's that Howard Stark boy. And he's like. Just sappy. Yeah, just sappy. And he's, he's like, oh, nothing I do is good enough for you. And she's like, you stole this from the neighbor. And he's like, it's and the he, thought. Howard Stark's behind the wall going, nice, like a thumbs yeah. up. <laughs> Calling him on the phone later, going, "Did she like it?" <laughs> and he goes, "No." And he goes, "Ah, she loved it." And he's like, "No, Stark." <laughs> <sighs> All right. I don't well. understand your Nona. Or him going, "I don't understand women." Gross. Because he's like a like a young man. Yeah, he's, yeah exactly. He's like a boy, so he's not quite at the age of like liking yeah. women yet. So he's just like, "Ugh, cooties." Gross. Yeah, exactly. Um. That's the most far-fetched part of the whole uh, imagination. That well, I would love done. that, but see, like that's how part of the series goes. Is at first yeah. he's like girls, cooties, and then he meets like one girl who then does like the kiss on the cheek, and he's like, hmm, maybe they're not so bad after all. Yeah, you know, exactly. I kind of oh, Sue Storm. Um, <laughs> no, that's too. That that's not even correct at all. Um, <laughs> okay, that is all that I had for this episode. I think. Let me just double check. Yes, that's all I had. So, Colin, if you want to I got, end I, this no, no, game, hang on. I got this okay. one. I think we should have something for Endgame as a whole. Yes. But for this one, hey James, shall we close the door? Let's close this door. <laughs> all right. Fair so, enough. thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. Uh, this week, I would like to give the recommendation of checking out the show Side Character Quest. Uh, it's a great series. Uh, Ty is a person who's been a guest on our show before a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, you might recall him from recently being an episode in which he created a segment, uh, mm-hmm. which I love that, love that energy. Um, and that's the kind of energy that he brings to his own show, right? He's extremely crafty. He's extremely, uh, he, he's just so good at storytelling is mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest thing to me is that his, um, storytelling ability but also like his chemistry with other podcasters and creators in general um he's just very thoughtful and like opens things up in the best possible way um i think ty elevates basically anything that ty's ever been in he helps elevate Uh, as people who've heard him on this show can attest yes i agree yeah um so uh so please go check out side character quest it's a you know one-on-one D podcast uh and it's a part of the scavengers network which you can listen to an episode on scavengersnetwork.com. And with that, that's going to do it for us here on Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. It's been a long, long time. Excelsior. Fade out or something.